Welcome back to the podcast, episode 54. As always, you're here with Hoop and Sandy today. Uh, Z's a bit ill, couldn't fight through the fever, um, which is unfortunate, but we're going to put together a show for you guys. We got to talk about Russell Westbrook with Sandy here, but before we do so, uh, have you heard about the seven seconds or less Suns conspiracy theory with how they knew Steve Nash was going to be valuable after the rule change? Have you heard about that? No. So the- when they when they were designing the you know elimination of the the hand check and the free flow of offense, one of the Suns executives was on the board, so they knew going into their next rebuild when they got Nash from the Mavericks that he was going to be much more effective, and they built their offense around the rule change before anyone else knew about it. This is not like, I don't even, I said a conspiracy theory. Like it's actually a real thing. Like people have come out and said from the organization, like, yeah, we had a heads up on everyone because I was, I was watching. That's a thing. You can look it up. up? No, the, the dude, the executive, I forget his name, but he was on the board that was deciding the rule change for the, the, the hand checking and the free, free flow of offense. So he went back to the Suns and was like, hey, guys, the game's about to open up. Now this short white guy is going to be a lot more effective because he doesn't have to body anyone. He's going to be able to move freely. He's kind of cold. So they built their offense around Nash and, you know, expanded into this quick style of three-point gunning play. And that's why they were so offensively dominant. So, so they had Nash initially, got rid of him, and then were like, you know what? He's actually going to be pretty good if we... I don't know if that's why they traded for him, but it's definitely why they no, built they around him. him. They started with him, remember? Like Nash. No, no, no. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's crazy about it, too, because I was watching highlights this morning. I feel like I am turning into Steve Nash. I had a bloody nose before the show. I also have long hair and I'm white. So, um, yes. Yeah, he's not, <laughs> oh, my, he's not my, Canadian my... like me, though. He's not Canadian like me, though. Um, but if you look at his career arc, before the age of 26, he did not average over 10 points at all or over five assists. When he was 26 in Dallas, he went up to like 16 and 7. And he got to Phoenix in 2005 when he was 30 years old. Then won the two MVPs. So he really had his career rejuvenated because of the rule change and Phoenix. So I'm not saying that Steve Nash is fraudulent. I think it's more of a what if. Like what if Nash from the jump played with the rule change on the Suns? Because he really did all that damage in like his 30s, which is unheard of. Isn't that is that a nuts? cool way to start the episode. I didn't ever, I, I, I would never even like think twice about, yeah, that's a cool way to start. The I got to do some more uh, I didn't know that. fun facts like that. I think yeah, that's we should a... start one, start an episode out with every, yeah, I don't think a lot of people know that. I'm not going to lie. That's not something like known. Yeah. I mean, he, uh, the, the offense was built around him because they knew what was coming and the rest of the league didn't. And I used to be one of those guys that would like watch those NBA conspiracy videos and like, you know what I mean on YouTube, like Mike Corzimba and all them, all them guys. So this is the first time I've ever, I've ever heard of this. It also makes me wonder like what other conspiracies are there that are like things like that in the NBA that we don't know about. That's not public. Oh, there's, there's probably so there's much plenty. background. There's plenty. Yeah. It is weird to think about. I it think I should start doing one an episode, but uh, moving into the current NBA topics. We've gotten more excitement the past two days than we did the entirety of All-Star Weekend. Jason Tatum hit a dagger. Joel Embiid almost gave me a heart attack. He threw up a full court shot. You see that live? Bro, that I jumped insane. out my chair. I jumped out my insane. chair. Uh, I knew in my head when he released it that it wasn't going it like that it wasn't, 
you know, before the shot clock. But when it went in, you know, I completely forgot about what happened. I was like, no way. Bro, you just see it. And the thing is, that's the second time doing it. The first time he missed, but it like rimmed in and out. Like he, he can shoot yeah, from yeah. three-fourths of the court, which makes no sense. Well, Joel Embiid, I think, is uh, his skill is very undervalued because he's compared to Jokic. He is absolutely one of the three most skilled centers of all time. I think it's him, Hakeem, and Jokic. Um, I think he'll go down as a top three center of all time when it's all said and done. There's a good chance. Top three? The only thing holding him back, only thing hey, holding him back oh, is rings. Oh, listen, oh, listen, oh. listen, listen. Listen, the only thing holding him back is rings. But if Embiid decides to be like a LeBron to Miami type deal in 2010, he goes teams up with like Jason Tatum or something, and he just gets like two or three rings under his belt by the end of his career. I don't see why not. The, the only issue I, I have is that uh, I see why not, because center longevity is much shorter than guard longevity. He's already pushing but 30. But that's, that's another reason why we should add it to his to his debate then because what if he has you just said top three and that threw me off are we talking greatness or like skill wise because i I agree as a player because he's gonna wash bill russell as a player as a player as a player you gotta respect i think think, honestly already he's already a top three center we've ever seen if i'm being if we're gonna be blunt, like let's be honest what are we like compare him compare him put him one-on-one with other centers like wait like i'll take Shaq. i'll take akeem and then there's a very short and then Jokic maybe ah you know at top three top four there's a debate for top three I think as a skill for a skill set as a center why why not I mean Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was a person but <laughs> you're you undervaluing think, you think, Kareem you think, dog if you if you plug <laughs> for Kareem I, I would not be surprised if, if <laughs> their careers turned out the same well, that's bro. You're com- Ugh, the modern medicine and shoes, bro. Throw Kareem yeah, yeah, in some PG sixes as, as a as a <laughs> as a skill. Se- I'm just talking skills. Yeah, I understand. I understand. Um, like these guys, these guys don't have a jumper like Embiid, the, and Embiid's just as dominant in the paint. You know what I'm saying? Like that's 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 what I'm looking at. Sure. Um, but going back to the the crazy games, Trey Young hit a a game winner that I saw live against Brooklyn. Um, if you want to talk about your boy's first game with the Clippers, Wait, real quick that was the, Hawks, the real because we're, real quick with the Hawks because everybody's talking about how the Hawks basketball is back because ever since they fired Nate McMillan, they've just been looking better. Um, the Nets team is handicapped compared to what it was at the beginning of the season. No, so I'm not them, saying it was a quality win. I was just saying it was exciting. No, no, no. Oh, no I'm not saying you. I'm saying the community. Um, uh, I don't think I just want to address the fact that I don't think Nate McMillan leaving the Hawks necessarily puts them as a threat in the east i don't they, they've won two games whoop de doo um that's all i really wanted to say if we're if we're giving the hawks respect for for winning two straight i mean the knicks are on a five game heater i mean no one Whoa. no one talks about that Whoa. bro the the, the, the knicks are the, the the quietest sixth seed of all time they're about to be fifth when the nets drop out but the Knicks are the quietest six seed of all time. Listen to those words. That's they were pretty quiet. What six, for what six seed should ever be loud? <laughs> what What does that mean? <laughs> no, I mean like, they what? like. I, I'm listening to another. I'm listening to another podcast. I am gonna shout it out. It's Player's Choice, and two of the dudes on there. They're talking about the Knicks, um, and they breeze over the topic, but they decide to spend an hour and a half talking about the 13th seeded Lakers. Like when they're That's trying to circle Lakers, through each though. team. That's because it's the Lakers. No, but the, the problem was one of the dudes on there was like, oh, why are we talking about the Lakers or the 13th seed? And then they don't have that same energy for an actually good team. Uh, the Knicks are a good. The Knicks are a very good team. Oh, they are. They are. They are. Um, 
if the Thunder and Portland lose tonight, the Lakers go up to 11th. Woo. Woo. <laughs> I, I just wanted to, I don't know if we can cue in like an applause or like. Uh, hey, Jared so, Vanderbilt balled today. So for no, you Lakers nice. fans he's out there, nice. there's hope, nice. but there just isn't a he lot. He is nice. But J- Jared Vanderbilt on in 27 minutes won't take you to a finals. And I think here's the thing that Lakers fans don't understand. They have been in the mud for so long these last two seasons, right? Ever since their rink, they have just been constantly in the mud. They don't have a future, right? We can agree on that. There's no future in Los Angeles. So they think that anything that isn't the 13th seed or even a playoff run is better than what they had before. They got to remember that if it's not a finals, it's a bust. Like, I would still be pissed if I'm a Lakers fan because you guys sacrifice your whole future, right? You I do think uh, Anthony so Davis you don't is get getting a, traded if, this offseason. I think, I think so, too. Yeah. I think so, too. But as of right now... You don't have a future. So unless you're winning a ring, I don't want to hear any celebration. That's just it. There's no draft picks to fall back on. There's no players to fall back on. D'Angelo Russell, God knows he's not a franchise player anymore. His second was, game, he got but... a sprained ankle. But he's a number two overall pick, right? I'm just saying, like, yeah, they don't have young yeah, guys. Yeah. They don't have young guys. Max Christie isn't going to take you, isn't, isn't, isn't going to be your next. Scotty Pippen legend. Jr. Scotty <laughs> Pippen Jr. Like, um, but let's go move on to the other LA team. No, can Russell we can Westbrook. we move on to the real LA team? I do. I, real LA I don't. Team. I don't mind the Lakers at the team, but the, you know, they get a little overhyped by the media. I'm, I'm going to address Westbrook. Obviously, he had 17 and 14 his first game as a Clipper. He had seven turnovers. But what was the um, score in double overtime? 176, 175, I believe. Good God. Or was it 177, 176? One of them. It was something crazy, something crazy. And um, Darren Fox hit like the go-ahead bucket to get the win, and then Nicholas Batum chucked up the stupidest three for the win i've ever seen like that shit hit the side of the backboard he hit that against the Knicks. <laughs> no though. no 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 he put no, that it away side of backboard, but it was like it didn't hit rim i don't think it hit rim do you see it it like yeah you know what it, i'm talking about it, yeah um for the for the listeners who didn't watch the game i don't want to give you guys make you think he shot from the corner and hit the side but um westbrook had seven turnovers i think that's not something to be scared about as a clippers fan because he also had 14 assists and his turnovers really came late in the game um, I'm not defending it. I'm just saying it's his first game with a new team. Give him some time. But uh, if you watch that game, the amount of times, like look how well Kawhi Leonard played beside Russell Westbrook. Westbrook was feeding Kawhi the ball. Nah, like right. So many of Kawhi's points were assisted by Westbrook. I don't want to undervalue Westbrook, but that's Kawhi. Like Kawhi, Kawhi's look at doing that. But look at the shots that look at the shots. I agree they had good chemistry. I agree they, they had, had good chemistry. great chemistry. I'm not saying, I'm not saying, uh, Westbrook was the reason Kawhi had a good game. Okay, I'm saying okay. Westbrook. I'm saying Westbrook and Kawhi clearly sure. can work together. Sure, right? Clearly can. Westbrook can clearly fit on that Clippers team. I think that was more than proven in that first game against Sacramento. And Sacramento has the number one offense in the league, right? The reason I think that Sacramento was able to score that many points against them was because Zubak was out and Sabonis was able to just like do whatever he wanted in the paint because Mason Plumlee isn't defending anybody in the paint. Let's be honest, right? But you also got to think like. It's they they kept up with them like the, they only won by one point and 100 and 170 plus points were scored by both teams right so a Clippers team who were lacking in defense because their 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 main centerpiece wasn't there they were able to keep up with the number one offense in the league right so imagine if they play a team now that isn't built like the Kings because we all know the Kings aren't making a front in the playoffs like uh hold on hold on hold on I I've been a a skeptic of their defense and it is you know very suspect. But their half-court yep. offense has impressed me more as I've seen De'Aaron Fox. 
I think he's more of a creator than people give him credit for. He's very nice in the mid range, which is I, valuable. No, I in love the, the playoffs. I'm not. I'm not. I'm no, not. I'm not. I do, I'm saying it depends on matchup. I think they can make it out of the first round of the playoffs if they get a good matchup. It's not like a. It's a fraudulent. It's not like a. Let's be honest. The Knicks fourth seed in 2021. It's completely different. Sure, sure. No, no, no. I'm just because the West is stacked. There's a low chance they'll make it out the first round sure. because of how many great sure. teams are going to be in the bottom bottom half of the eight seeds, right? Yeah. Um, it's very like if they match up against the Warriors, Warriors win. If they match up against the Lakers, let's be honest. I I, I would honestly. I don't, the bro. The war it, maybe a completely healthy after a little ramp up Warriors, but right now I got the I got the Kings winning a series against the Warriors. Right, if they were to play seven right now, right now, now but, absolutely. Bro, there's a couple. There's two more months until the playoffs, right? But we'll see. Um. Anyway. You're right. Like the Kings aren't fraudulent. I'm not calling them fraudulent. I'm 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 not discrediting the Kings. I'm crediting the Clippers for keeping up with that offense. Yeah, right? I, I see what the you Kings, mean. The Kings are streaky, man. They're like that. And the fact that the Clippers were able to do that, Russ played good, man. He even hit the go-ahead bucket in in regular time. And if it wasn't for Malik Monk, they would have won the game. Westbrook hit the game winner, right? Yeah, Malik went for like 45 off the bench. <laughs> oh yeah, no, Malik was crazy. But I'm just saying, like Clippers fans, don't stress because you know, let let it ease in. Time will come. The time will come, and then uh, I feel like Russ is going to blend into that team very well. I think you gave Russ a bunch of shooters, and it's working great. Yeah, I mean, I'm rooting for a lot of teams in the West simply because a lot of those greats don't have rings. Westbrook, Paul George, you got Chris Paul, and the the Suns are trying to get either Melo or D. Rose, maybe both. I would love that um, just for you know someone deserving to get a ring, even for the signing them to the end is of the Derek bench. Is Derrick Rose getting bought out from the Knicks? Like, I he better. I, as, a, as, a, as a Knicks fan, I want him gone. I, I don't want him gone because I don't like him. It's because I want what's best for him. And he's not playing minutes. He's simply a vocal leader. And while it's cool to have him there as a you know veteran representative, I'd rather him try to compete for something because that's what he deserves. He could still ball and people overlook that. I don't know if you want to say anything about anything else about the Clippers game. But I wanted to mention the highest scoring game of all time because that was the second highest. It actually came in 1983. I looked this up in the, the car today. It was the Detroit Pistons, like the bad boys Pistons versus the Denver Nuggets. Um, my dad was telling me that the, the Denver Nuggets always scored a lot of points. I didn't realize it was this much. <laughs> uh, for the Pistons, Isaiah Thomas had 47 points and 17 assists. Bill Lambeer had... I'm sorry, he didn't go for a lot of points. It was only 17. John would Long. You take, would you John take, Long had 41. Who is that? Who? Would you take would you take Isaiah Thomas or Prime Linsanity? That's a conversation. No, I take for, for <laughs> <a> second. <laughs> I'm just I'm just bringing up the remember the John Stockton slander? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thomas. I'll take Guy Lowry over John Stockton. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking Steve Nash over John Stockton, with or without the hand check. Uh who else went for a lot of points this game? Kiki Vanderway, who apparently invented the step back jump shot. That's a, a intro for another day. Oh, everybody, everybody knows about Kiki, bro. Bro, he had fifty one, eight, and nine, and then Alex English with forty seven, seven, and twelve. Bro, everybody just has a Dan Issel. <laughs> no, bro, it's 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 like uh, we're watching twenty twenty four basketball in the eighties. Like this is what I expect the the Wembenyama era to look like. Oh. Speaking of Wembenyama, you see that clip of him getting shouldered in the chest, flying back five feet and getting dunked yes, on? Yes. And how all the old single. heads are commenting, oh, this this young uh, buck will last in the league. Embiid, wait for Embiid and yeah, Giannis to yeah. go over the point. Or how every single major media outlet actually looks at every single, not even highlight, possession of Wembenyama and, and just 
the pressure on that guy is insane. That's why I said, don't be surprised. Like, there's a chance that guy might end up being a bust because of the expectations we're putting on him. I said that a while ago. Remember in the episodes I said that? You guys called me depends, crazy, Depends. Uh, no, I, at, I called bro, you crazy because it depends seen... on your definition of a bust. My definition of a bust, I don't think it'll end up to be. I, I The way I look at it, it's like, bro, I have never seen a player who isn't in the league be posted on the NBA social medias as much as Wembenyama has. As much as Wembenyama has. It's 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 too much. He's got his it's own section on League Pass, bro. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. Like, he's not even in the league yet. Like, I get it. Like, you, he's a young guy. Like, we did it with Zion. We did it with LaMelo. But that was only, like, House of Highlights. It wasn't NBA, bro. Like, the NBA has... I don't know if Omar got a job over there and he's teaching them how to ride. play Pause. But I'm just saying... You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, I don't know what you mean. Can you please elaborate? Like, 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 like... <laughs> no, Bro, like, where is um, he when you need him, man? Like, like, <laughs> I mean, like to like be. You get what I mean? Nah, cut guys, it out. Come bro, on. Like, no, 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 no. Like they're no. just all over these guys, yeah. man. Like these rookies. Yeah. Bro, like, oh, be, whoa. Like, there's games. <laughs> there's games. <laughs> There's games going on, and I'm seeing a Wembenyama game at 3 p.m. and he's playing the most random basketball team I've ever seen in my life. Like it makes no sense. It'll be like, like... they're not even covering. It's not even like he's in the G League. Like I get it if it was like if it was they were doing this with Scoot Henderson, who gets no attention by the way for the player he is. He is an amazing player. That man gets no attention, right? If it was Scoot Henderson, okay, he's in the G League, right? That makes sense. They didn't do it with Jalen Green. So it's at least Bro, NBA Wembenyama affiliated. Wembenyama, they post his. France games, like they the international games they play on the app, and they're like catch Wemby uh, at, at three p.m. Like, bro, uh, uh, come on, like too much, too much. I'm okay, trying to, much. I'm trying to separate him from the hype he gets because I know it's the media guy's Someone, fault. I don't want to hate him. I for swear it. to God, I swear to God, I swear to God, it was on every single major account, like Bleach Report, House of Highlights, what, whatnot, right? Somebody hit a floater on Wembenyama. It wasn't even a ni- a nice bucket. It was a regular bucket he pulled up in the mid-range when Benyama came from out the paint to try and contest it and he shot and made it but when Yama wasn't guarding him it was help defense oh so somebody scores on women yeah like they were posting it they posted it and they said oh uh, point guard hits tough shot against when Yama it was a regular point guard <laughs> like <laughs> they didn't even give him a name they did not give him a name um, they did not give him a name hey before we move on to our, our next segment we're going to talk about the east but um, I saw a post on Instagram today going back to the whole bus thing. It was like, who is the biggest bus on this screen? It was four of them. It was John Wall, Ben Simmons, Markel Fultz, and Andrew Wiggins. Do you think any of them are considered a bust for your... Markel Fultz for sure. Is the he a bust? Good answer. Is the only good answer, bro. He's a number one pick. No, he's but he's no, pick. but is he's it the too... number one pick in a draft class. He's a number one pick in a draft class with guys like Jason Tatum. No, but can you like, can you? Is it a bust in terms of injury or because like I feel like he is resurging a little bit. He's never going to be live up to that number one pick. I don't think so. But even before he was injured, was he not trash? It was the he got better after or something. Injury. He got better after injury, if anything, in my opinion. He didn't start playing good until he got out of Philly. Yeah, it was like the the yips on his free throw. Like that was wild. But yeah, the, the biggest was... thing was, do you would you actually consider John Wall a bust? Hell no. 
I don't know why they put him on the post. He's a max contract player, bro. <laughs> so if you, 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 would you consider Westbrook a bust? Like that's the same exact question. Like, bro, he's like 34 now. I think people have this idea. And here's what here's what LeBron did to the league. LeBron is going to ruin a lot of guys' legacies because if you're not good until you're like 38, because of LeBron James, people are going to think your career sucked. If you don't have like 12 plus consecutive good seasons in the league, you're not even going to be considered uh, when, when we talk all time or when we talk like historically. You're not even in that conversation anymore because LeBron, this generation just thinks that you're just going to always, it's just sunshine and rainbow. It's not like LeBron James is literally the only person that has ever, ever done this for 20 plus seasons. There was nobody that has ever outputted the amount of uh, basketball or, or it hasn't been this good at basketball for 20 plus years. That's what I, that's what I'm trying to say. You've done his now, well. John Wall. Yeah. <laughs> so now John Wall, right. He has like a solid eight, nine seasons, right? Like John Wall came in the league in 2010. Correct me if I'm wrong. And it was with those was retro wizards jerseys. It was definitely. Yeah. 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 So it's a while ago, right? Like he was hitting the Dougie in his, in his intros. <laughs> like, bro, uh, you're telling me John Wall, he came in and he was doing good since he was, since the Dougie was a dance. Okay. And then, uh, he 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 stopped being good when the Nike jerseys came out, bro. Like that's a big. And gap. It's not even stop being good. It's got incredibly injured. Got injured. injured. Yeah, he got injured. But I'm just saying, like, no, but like he's not a good basketball player. Any anymore. super max player is not a bust. Like that is nuts. He deserved every dollar of that max contract. I I don't think that that contract is a bad contract because they overpaid him. I think it's a bad contract because he got injured four games into the contract. Right, he got Otto Porter like, a bag. Not, yeah, like bro, like John Wall was an amazing like there was a lot of times where you'd consider him a top three point guard in the league a lot of times do you remember when he took the celtics to seven games absolutely one playoff series? Well, uh, wasn't like, it dude. wasn't it paul pierce who did that no no 2017 that was john wall paul pierce wasn't on that bro team. paul pierce one of those years was in like the premier player that was nuts I'm, I'm, I apologize. And the I'm only reason him. and the only and by the way that 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 paul pierce run is overrated you want to know why because that was the year the raptors got swept because the raptors sucked that year in the playoffs remember they lost in the second round instantly after they beat the Raptors, who were like a handicapped team. This for is some definitely reason. with Valanciunas, right? This was back because in... yeah, 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 yeah. I remember this game, bro. Like because I uh, I grew up watching Raptors playoff basketball because Canadian. Like you get all those games. Paul Pierce destroys them. I'll be honest. Well, de- define destroy first of all, but he did good against them. Okay, and then Hawks. He was nice. Like he was hitting game winners, but the Hawks won in six. So I called game. That Tough, was, that was, toughest quote of all time. Hundred yeah, percent. Like that Paul Pierce was, <laughs> I'll always remember that one clip of Paul Pierce is hated in Toronto, bro. There was one time where after they won a series in Toronto, I think it was on Brooklyn. He grabs his headband off as he's walking out, and he throws it into the uh, crowd, and somebody threw it back at him. <laughs> <laughs> He, threw, he took his head off and he threw it to celebrate. Yeah, he yeah, threw yeah. It back at him. And I remember laughing. My oh my god, that was probably one of the funniest. I, talking, Toronto hates Paul Pierce. Talking about old Paul Pierce, I saw a clip on TikTok with uh with Draymond trash talking Pierce from Draymond was at the free throw line. Pierce was on the bench, and this is when he was trying to do his so called you know victory tour or whatever his farewell tour. Yeah, his farewell, farewell tour. tour. And Draymond was like, "Oh, you thought you was Kobe." <laughs> And just the blank stare on his face, bro. <laughs> they don't love you like that. They don't love you like that. Like that's so messed up, bro. Imagine having a like a a career as decorated as Paul Pierce's, and then going from that to going to be on ESPN to having somebody literally to your face say Dwayne Wade is much better than you, <laughs> and then getting and then getting fired from ESPN because you accidentally went on Instagram Live. 
that is to me like Paul Pierce had the biggest down. Like, like he, he he will never be seen as good as he like Paul Pierce was great. Like, if we're looking from a basketball sense, he is a great player, but his career will never be looked at the same because of how it oh, ended yeah, and what happened yeah. after it ended. He, <laughs> him and like, Jalen Rose and at ESPN. He decided him. to admit he decided to admit he he had to, he took a number two and he wasn't actually injured in that finals. Yeah, remember yeah. when he like got yeah. taken out, like, bro. <laughs> Bro, you act, he just ruined, like, bro, imagine how cool this sounds. It's the finals. You tear your ACL and you run back on the court and you hit the three and everybody <laughs> goes crazy. And then you come out, you of all people, you, nobody needed to know this. And you're like, yeah, I just, I needed to poop. <laughs> like, why, why, why are you telling us? Like, I, 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 I have not looked at Paul Pierce the same since he said that, by the way. Um, I do want to move on from Paul Pierce. Uh, we do want to talk about the Eastern Conference, though. As it stands right now, I'll just run through the standings. Um, this is 8.30 on Sunday night, so the games are not all finished, but it's Celtics, Bucks, Sixers, Cavs, then Nets, Knicks, Heat, Hawks. Then at 9, we got the Raptors, then the Wizards, Bulls, Pacers, Magic Hornets, Pistons. Those mediocre East teams that were supposed to be really good at the start of the season have definitely rejuvenated themselves. I know you said the Hawks are not all that because of the firing, you know, they beat a beat up Brooklyn team and whatnot. I do think there is a positive energy in Atlanta, though, which there definitely was not before. And whether they hire Quinn Snyder or if it's Emay, I do think they're going to have a mindset change. And I've seen Trey Young enough to know that if he does turn it around and he's playing with a positive mindset, he could definitely play with the best of them. And I expect the Hawks to be very good. People forget they added Sadiq Bay. They have a pretty solid roster as far as the playing team goes. But the other teams I want to talk about were the Raptors, who signed Yaka Pirtle very quietly. And he's had monster games for them. And I don't know if it's too early to jump the gun on this, but the Bulls have looked rejuvenated with Patrick Beverly. Two blowouts. Um, not great teams. I forgot who they played first, but they beat the Wizards today. Woohoo. Um, but what do you think about the uh, newly rejuvenated East? I mean, they're going to get swept, but, you know, it's cool. To I see. think one team that nobody wants to talk about, like, I, I have not heard a peep from them. And even looking at it now, I'm just like, what, why, what is happening is Miami. Miami is in a very bad spot right Kevin now. Kevin Love, they're that's on a it. <laughs> Listen to this. They're on a four game losing streak, right? The Raptors. On the other hand, on a four-game winning streak, the Hawks are on a two-game winning streak, and the Heat are only two games out of the Raptors and one game ahead of the Hawks. So if the Heat keep this up and the Raptors and the Hawks are on this little spurt that they decided to have at the end of the season, um, the Heat could very, very well be in a very bad spot. Um, I believe that these are guaranteed the teams we're going to see in the play-in. Uh, the Heat, Hawks, and Raptors, they're all going to be in the play-in. The Bulls and the Wizards are going to fight for that final spot. I I do, I, uh, I'd say the Nets fall in, and maybe the Hawks pop out. I don't know, man. Well, I think I one team will pop out. I do think the Nets will fall. 20-something 20, 20 games left, that's a lot of time. Well, I agree, but at the same time, it's like the Nets have some pretty easy games to end out the season. They play the rock like they play the Rockets twice. They play the Hornets. They play the Pistons. Like they play uh, the Magic. They play a lot of like the really trash teams. They play the Magic twice. They play the Pistons. They play the Rockets twice. Those should be easy wins for me, right? Um, it, it really depends, I guess. There's a lot of teams that are clearly tanking that they have to face, though, which is why I, I don't want to say I see it, but I want to be surprised. But um, it, it's looking like the Heat are going to fall. Like I think the Heat are are not making it out to play in. They're going to be a play-in team. They're not getting a solidified playoff spot. That's in my opinion. Um, I think 
if I were to guess the two teams to make it out the East play-in, I think obviously the top five teams, Knicks, Cavs, Sixers, Bucks, Celtics, they're going to the playoffs for sure. And then the final three teams, if I had to give it to three teams, man, honestly, I would give it to the Hawks, the Raptors. Here's my hot take to end off the season or for the end of the season. The Heat don't make the playoffs. They lose in the play-in. I would take the Bulls going to the playoffs over them. I think the Bulls are going to make their way into the play-in. And I think once they do, they just got to win one or two games. That's why you got Beverly for play-in finals MVP. I, I, I like the addition of Beverly in there. I do too. Their, their yeah. schedule. They, they, they just beat the Wizards by 20, who are, point, who are half a game ahead of them. They just beat the Nets by 50. Like, they've had some big games, bro. And they lost the Bucks the game before. Like, that's a hard game to win, right? Like, it's the Bucks. Um, since the All-Star game, though, they've had some two very, very big wins. They play the Raptors on Tuesday, which is a big game. And then Pistons, easy W. Suns, Kevin Durant's going to be back. I don't see it. But, I mean, other than that, man, they look great. Um, also, what happened to the Pacers? <laughs> uh, fool's gold mixed with, you know, it's not worth it trying to go all out because they're not going anywhere. Um. It, it is a, a kind of a knock to the Tyrese Halliburton narrative, even though I do think he still deserves to be in that MIP conversation, which he's really fallen out of. He, he wasn't going to win it over Shea or Markkinen, but uh, the hype has died down around him. It's also picked up the the Kings side of things, being like, did we make the right decision? It's completely impossible to tell what it would look like with Fox and Halliburton. But the Pacers dropping that far, that, that's the only thing I'm seeing. People are saying, you know, maybe Halliburton wasn't that good. Like, that's such BS. No, it's all it's all just, there's no reason to. But he's averaging under 20 now, right? It, it doesn't matter. It's a, the, the, no, like his stats have taken a hit. Like, he's not as good as he was in the first half. He should have uh, been an all-star. He should not have been an all-star. I think he's an all-star caliber player. I, don't, but... I think he's an all-star. Okay, that's a difference between, you could be an all-star caliber player, but you're not an all-star. What? I think James Harden. James Bro, Harden, like, what? Like a lot of guys, I think James Harden guys, is an all-star. A lot of the guys, a lot of guys in the league are all-star caliber players. That's like. That's yeah, but uh, he wasn't before. I'm just saying he's emerged into an all-star caliber player. I would take Harden and Trey over him. I would as like, well. two guards. But I think. There's two guards in the East that should have made it over him. Fair enough. Um, but, uh, another quick question for you, battle for the last place. Who do you think is going to be worse? The Rockets or the Spurs when the season ends? Who's going to have a worse record? Because the Rock Spurs are on a six, six nah, game bro. losing streak. Rockets are on an eight game losing streak. Pop knows how to lose. And like losing to the, beating out the Rockets in a tanking battle might be harder than winning an NBA championship. That's how awful they are. I think Pop's got it in him, bro. They're on 16 games in a row. They're not going to make too much media noise. I think they'll they'll win one soon. But then it's just the rest of the season. God. You know, you know what's insane to think about? Their last win was against the Nets. Before, and their, their career mean, winning KD, percentage, by the way, the Spurs, I believe, is atop the NBA still by a landslide. Oh, 100. Oh, it'll crazy. always be, bro. Bro, they had like 20 straight seasons with Tim Duncan. Of yeah. 55-plus <laughs> win seasons. Like, that'll never get touched. I don't think that 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 genuinely like I don't think that record will get touched for a very long time, because Tim Duncan is so underrated, man. Who who's in second, right? Like, what's the what's the team coming out before them? Like, they. Have I mean, to even the Warriors had gap years. Yeah, no, the Warriors were ass before they had that run uh, from 2015 to now. Like, they've won a couple rings before with like yeah, obviously yeah, yeah, back yeah. in the day, but they were never seen as like an all-time NBA franchise ever. The only reason we consider them all-time is because of Steph Curry. 
they have to do that for another like 20 years if they want to touch the Spurs winning record. Like the Spurs were so dominant for so long that it trips me out to see them on a 16 game losing streak. I uh, sometimes I'll look at the the Spurs and Heat on like a, a matchup on Bleacher Report and it's like, dang, man, the good times. I still think Tim Duncan and LeBron are facing off tonight. Man. Sorry, uh, my, my dog is telling me how Tim Duncan is very underrated. <laughs> yeah. Um, dude, I, I hate thinking about the Spurs Heat matchups because that was like the first time, like those finals matchups were when I was like, actually the first time that i would watch a finals where i was actually really into basketball like i understood all the players i was really into the stats you know i was growing up watching that stuff right i hate how it's a nostalgic thing now i hate how it's the past i'm i'm, I'm i want to see spurs win again i know that by, by the time that the spurs are winning basketball popovich isn't going to be their coach let's be honest he's like a year or two away from retiring the spurs are headed in a completely different direction it's weird to see but if they get Wemben yama that would I, I that's why I think Wemden Yama is gonna go to the Spurs because that's just like the perfect way for them to just rejuvenate their franchise again. They just get some random big it happened with Tim Duncan. They get a random big who's just insane, top tier talent, and they're just gonna have twenty years of success because of it. I do think I mean I saw a video saying how it would make no sense for the NBA to allow Wemben Yama to go to Charlotte or something. Um because they need him in a big market to or a bigger market to capitalize their talent. And I do think, you know, we know about Ewing and the Knicks with the, you know, how they, that's another conspiracy. If you guys didn't know, I don't know if it's been ruled true, but rumor has it that they refrigerated the slip with the Knicks on it. So it was colder than the other slips of paper. So when they were going to, you know, pick, I don't know if it was a ping pong ball or paper, when they went, went to draw, they knew which one was cold and that was the Knicks one. So they got Ewing to the Knicks, apparently. Didn't mean much because it didn't win anything, but. It was cool. It, it helped Jordan's legacy to go up against I, I heard the same a thing. They formidable did the same thing. foe. They did the same idea where they rigged it for Rose to go to Chicago. Really? I haven't heard that one. Yep. Yep. They rigged it because Derek, the, the Bulls, obviously, they were known as this like high and mighty franchise, right? Jordan leaves and they had 10 years of nothing. And the Bulls were such a big name still and they're still like marketable to make Kirk games. Heinrich. <laughs> yeah. Like, like Captain Kirk. So, that idea of like the number one prospect being from Chicago, going to Chicago, like that story worked really well. So they rigged it to get Rose to Chicago. That's a conspiracy. I'd love to hear what um, Z has to say about that, but um, I do think we should. I, I show. think it's true. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're nearing the end here. Obviously, this was a shorter episode. So if, if you look for the 45 minutes, Z's not here. So me and Hoop don't want to just fill in the 10 minutes of talking about a whole lot of nothing because there isn't a lot to talk about right now obviously i hate this year time of year for the nba i hate the all-star game in i can rant about the knicks whenever but i feel like that would bore you also all, yeah. all you need I to mean, know is josh episode, hart is the truth that's all you need episode, to know next episode obviously we'll have a lot more to talk about since the nba will have like a full week of getting kicked back into gear uh the thunder are only losing by four to the kings uh in the fourth quarter right now so i feel like we're gonna pull away with the dub there and uh, thank you so much for listening. We'll hope to see you guys for this. was episode 54. We're on the 55 now. Yep. Damn. All right. We'll see you guys in episode 55. Peace. Peace.